0: Hi everyone, this is Øystein, co-creator of The Amelia Project. Today's episode is sponsored by Tracks of War, which happens to be a show that I have made. When I was approached by Nordland Theatre in Norway to make a fiction podcast about the history of the Nordland Railway, I said yes right away. The Nordland Railway has a fascinating and dark history. It was finished by the Nazis during the Second World War, and prisoners of war were used as slave workers on the line. The railway winds through the harsh and haunting landscape of northern Norway, and it is one of the northernmost railways in the world. Through 16 short episodes, you are given glimpses into the dramatic creation of the Nordland Railway. The episodes are all standalone stories, so you can listen in any order you want, and they're all named after stretches of the Northern Railway line. Some episodes are dark, others brighter, some moments might even be funny. Among the tragedy and the drama, I have tried to look for hope and resistance. We've produced both a Norwegian and an English version, hoping to reach audiences all over the world, including you. I've brought on board some of the best talent that I know from the indie fiction podcast scene. I hope you want to check out Alan Bergen as an evil Nazi commander, Tom Crowley and Felix Trench as prison guards, and Kareem Kronfly as the Norwegian railway director Valdemar Hoff, a man struggling with the choices he ended up making. The Nordland Railway Tracks of War is a production by Nordland Theatre and Boulder 2024. Search for The Nordland Railway, Tracks of War, on your favorite podcatcher, or look it up on trailway.no. And um, let me know what you thought.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Amelia Project would not be possible without the generous support of our patrons. This episode is dedicated to super patron Michael West, who will disappear via alien abduction and reappear as a maker of artisanal goat cheese in the Pyrenees. Happy listening.
2: You were Watson. Yes. I would have imagined you'd be Sherlock.
3: No, I played the part of Watson for several years.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure I believe it.
3: <laughs> well, what are you doing?
2: Just brushing some of this moss off. Gravestone's completely overgrown. I can only barely work out your name.
3: Yes, well, I suppose no one has been looking after it. Yes, yes. How does it feel? What do you mean? The stone.
2: How the stone feels? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's cold to the touch. The surface is rough. It feels like stone. Why? Oh, nothing. Well, come over and help me. You can feel for yourself. No,
3: I'm, I'm fine here. Thank you.
2: Fair enough. what on earth it's changed what the writing on the stone
3: lord Daryl arthur dupper died in arizona u.s january 30th 1871 the valiant never taste of death but once <laughs> ah yes
2: what do you mean ah yes did you know this man i did well, who was he? And where has your gravestone gone? Oh, 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 wait. Lord Daryl Arthur mm. Dupper. Is this?
3: Another one of my names, yes.
2: Oh, Oh, look, it is still there. Main Moapert Arthur, son of Athromale, up at the top. But then, all the way down here, it says Lord Daryl Arthur Dupper. Why is there a second name on your gravestone?
3: I guess that must be because I died in Arizona in 1871.
2: You died?
3: Yes, but briefly. Kozlovsky brought me back to life. I was only gone for a few seconds.
2: So he, what, resuscitated you?
3: He gave me patience. It can revive you if you get it quickly enough after death. (laughs) But try digging up a half-rotted relative and that won't work.
2: Uh, No, thank you. Can we just get back to you dying?
3: Well, you don't live for several millennia without having a few brushes with death.
2: Well, what happened in Arizona? Uh,
3: Well, (laughs) do you remember what I said to Mr. Love?
2: Um, that you would love to try Serendipity's hot chocolate ice cream with whipped cream swirl and chocolate shavings?
3: No, not that. I said that the last time I travelled across the US, it was in the back of a covered wagon. Oh, that... Are you ready for a story from the Wild Wild West, Alvina?
2: Is it a spaghetti western?
3: You better believe it!
2: Project by Philip Thorne and Östen Ulsbeck boil- Braga, with sound direction by Frederick Baden and sound design by Adam Raymonda. Episode 66, Billy Grit,
4: 1871 oh Billy you're in trouble now this might could be the day you end up in the bone orchard oh oh they're a coming Billy they sure are a coming
3: oh.
1: You'll be coming round the mountain when he
3: comes.
4: It weren't me, I swear you got the wrong, hombre. Ah, good day. Billy really don't want to die today. Ah,
3: but you might. Oh, um, Though not in the way you think.
4: Uh, I ain't armed. Uh, back at the creek, you all who'd shot the iron right out of my hand, remember? Uh, let's have a fist fight. A fist fight's fair. Oh, a fist fight's fair. Pull your
3: horns in. I'm not here to fight you. <laughs>
4: well, then arrest me. No. Oh! <coughs> Wait, you ain't Sheriff Jameson. I ain't Sheriff Jameson. And you ain't wearing a deputy
3: star, neither. No, I'm not with the sheriff's department. Then
4: why in tarnation are you in my wagon? Can't you see Bill is busy?
3: Yeah, you look like you're having a hog-killing time.
4: Uh. Be hanged. Oh, you better crouch, hombre. The floor is very dirty. you mean I spit-shined it just before.
3: Oh, that's disgusting.
4: Very trap with you! My Stetson! Ooh, hey!
3: That one sure came close. There's a hole in my hat now. I better lie down. Mm. Oh oh what is that? Anyway. Oh, oh, Lord.
4: Just what oh, are you doing here, Paul? I'll tell you in a minute. Oh but
3: oh, 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 the shooting business is annoying, isn't it? Ah. Uh, tell me about it. Oh, oh, I'd I'd rather it stopped.
4: You'll get no argument from me. Oh, oh.
3: Oh, would make it easier to talk. It is getting a mite breezy in here. Oh, good boy. I mean I mean one more hole in this canvas, and it's it's not a covered wagon anymore. Oh God uh, what's that under that lamp? Here? Nothing. Looks like dynamite. I have a couple of sticks. Well, I was saving them for a special occasion. And light the fuse, please. But... I don't like loud noises. So then I can't recommend you fire up a stick of dynamite. I'd rather suffer one loud bang than
4: this constant whistling of bullets. What? You're going to blow us up? No, don't be daft. We're about to cross a bridge. Oh. Well, say, that's pretty smart. Yes. (laughs) Three sticks should do the trick. Here right. you go. Oh, right, thanks.
3: And. Oh! Hey! What, what
0: whoa. the hell?
3: Whoa. We'll get
0: you yet, Billy! Oh! <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs>
4: There ain't no way to cross that there canyon without no bridge. It'll take them hours to ride around. (laughs) White, Doggies, I reckon I'm safe.
3: Yes, uh, though not for long. I understand you're a wanted man. I ain't. You're not? No. Well, then why are you being pursued by the sheriff? Uh, Just coincidence, I reckon. Oh, really? And why do you have sticks of dynamite in your wagon? I didn't. You just handed me some. I thought they was carrots. We blew up a bridge. They're spicy carrots. Oh, come. Now, you lit the fuse. Oh, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Oh, really? Really? This is how you want to play it, is it? Well,
4: maybe I did have some, but uh, oh, that was because some other polecat done planting them there. I... Had to get rid of some
3: boulders on my farmland. You are Billy Grit, also known as Gritty Bill. How do you know? <laughs> well, <clears throat> what's this I'm holding?
4: Hmm? Well, it might, could be a wanted poster. Could be
3: a wanted poster, yes. And who's on it? Uh, I don't know. I can't read. The man in the picture. Who's the man in the picture? Ooh, I don't know, but he sure
4: is handsome. Never seen him before. It's you! Oh, you got no proof. Oh, come
3: on, you're identical. I mean, look at your beard. It could fill the Grand Canyon. You couldn't get a scratching rake in there with a cannon. There is no one else in the Americas with a beard like that. Oh, all right, you got me. I'm Billy Grit. Finally. Now, why deny it? My good man, you must have understood What's that- this good man stuff? Uh
4: you can call me Billy or Gritty or Bill or Gritty yes. Bill oh. or Billy, Billy B- Grit or Grit or Mr. Grit or Mr. Billy Grit or my good man. I ain't good.
3: Okay, but why not acknowledge the corn right away?
4: Oh, I don't know. Habit. Billy's done been on trial so many times. Deny everything. That's my motto.
3: Yes. Billy Grit. Wanted in seven states and counting. Charmed to make your acquaintance. Ah, uh, that thing with the bridge back there seemed professional. Are you an outlaw too? Well, there's currently no price on my head, but if any sheriff knew what I did, I'd be on one of those wanted posters faster than you can say chuckwagon. What do you do? I make people die. Oh, me too. Without ever killing anyone. Huh? Wait, what? Well, I fake people's deaths. And you're my next client. I'm what? Of all the wonders that I yet have heard, it seems to me most strange that men should fear, seeing that death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. What? Talk
4: American, son.
3: Who are you? My name is Lord Daryl Arthur Dupper. You haven't heard of me?
4: I can't say as I ever heard of you, no. What? Really? Really? What have you done? What about
3: I... am famous for giving the town of Phoenix its name. Uh, you ain't funnin' me, are you? Why, no. Listen, when my friend Jack Swilling founded a town in Arizona three years ago, I was struck by how Jack built an irrigation system off the back of the ancient Hohokam Canal systems. The city grew from the ashes of a former city. And it reminded me of the ancient mythical bird reborn from flames. Uh,
4: well, I heard of Jack Swillin.
3: See? That there
4: feller's a drunker and a morphine addict.
3: <laughs> yes, well, he is, uh, that's true. But
4: no, you see, he's also a very hard worker. Well, yeah, morphine ain't cheap. Still, I ain't never heard of you.
3: Hmm. But I have heard of you.
1: Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Since you're listening to The Amelia Project, we assume you know about Amelia Earhart, but did you know that she would neither have found fame nor, possibly, disappeared over the Pacific had it not been for her husband, George Putnam? Did you know that Benedict Arnold might never have turned on his country were it not for his wife, Peggy, who was the conduit for his betrayal? Significant Others is a podcast about folks just beyond the spotlight of history. Each episode tells the true story of a talented, difficult, and little-known individual who altered the destiny of their better-known partner or friend and impacted the world they left behind. Hosted by Lisa Powell O'Brien, wife of Conan O'Brien, Significant Others tells you the stories that you might not know about a person you probably do. We really recommend this show, and you can listen to the latest season of Significant Others wherever you get your podcasts. You have made quite
3: a name for yourself. Highway holdups, bank heists, mail coach robberies. And? You've been arrested, tried, and imprisoned more than any man alive. (sighs) Yet here you are, free again. How do you do it? How do I do what? Belly through the brush
4: get out of prison yes you must be a genius oh will oh, billy ain't hardly no genius you've escaped more times than anyone cares to count i
3: just had my gang bust me out yes but how do they do it i mean do they bake a file into a cake do they dig a tunnel under the wall and and how do you manage to plan it when you're on the inside and they're on the outside oh well it's <laughs>
4: my special technique you see i just shout out the window Right. <laughs>
3: Ah, ah, yes, you just shout, shout out the window. Yeah, I holler,
4: hey, I want to get out of here. Then they knock out the guards and blast the door open with some gunpowder and I'm out in the twinkling of a bedpost.
3: No, 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 it, it, it can't be that simple. <laughs>
4: it works every time. Oh, but But I was hoping there would be more finesse to it. <laughs> Billy don't do finesse. Billy can't even spell finesse, Billy reckons a quick and easy way is, well it's quick and easy. Don't much like prison.
3: It's boring. Well I don't care for boredom either. Prison is as tedious as a twice told tale vexing the dull ear of a drowsy man, to paraphrase the bard. Which is why I'm a bit disappointed Billy. By what? By you. I mean, I thought you were going to be a fascinating client. Hearing all the tales about your prison breaks, I thought, Billy Grit, arrested, tried, and imprisoned more than any man alive. What a man! (laughs) That
4: old yarn again? That's all anyone ever says about me. Arrested more times than any man alive. Blah, blah, blah. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying it's taradiddles? I told you to talk American. What I'm saying is there's more to Billy than that. Like what? Like all the times I'd done stuff without getting caught. Billy and his gang, they shot their way
3: out of so many situations, you just wouldn't believe. Yes, though, when I entered this wagon, you were running like you had the juice at your heels. I mean, where is your gang now? Now that you need them?
4: Uh, well, they, um. Uh, yes? Well, there was that time in Tempe when we lost Buster and Scraggy. Uh-huh. And there was that time in Milwaukee when Elmer and Butch was shot. Right. And Jesse died of gangrene, Biggs was transported to Bermuda, Alice fell off a wagon, Little Jackie fell off THE wagon, Reno was killed in Virginia, Virginia was shot in Reno, and Willie Bob left the gang and became the sheriff of Coffeeville. and then I just had to shoot him, you know? And Billy don't regret that. So, yeah, ain't a dang one of them left. Hmm.
3: So, no one to bust you out?
4: Nope. So I sure am glad you came to help. Tip, my Stetson to you. Ah, now Billy can breathe easy again. Close call there for a second. Phew! I'm mighty of curious about what you want in return, though. I ain't got nothing. All I got is what I got on me. This here leather coat, which might not be an apple pie order. Got a
3: few holes and some bloodstains, uh, and then there's me old boots. We'll get to what I want soon enough, and don't worry, it'll be a fair shake. But first things first, you're speaking as if you're safe. <laughs> well, yeah, we blew up the bridge after all with them carrots. Billy, you are not safe. But, uh. It's only a matter of time before they catch up.
4: <laughs> nah. By the time they get round the canyon, Buttercup's taking me home. I got me a niche in the hole and nobody knows where it is but good old Buttercup. Perfect place to stash your loot, it's so remote. Good girl, Buttercup, good girl. Let's go to the dice house now. Nobody'll ever find Billy at his secret lair. In fact, you gotta get off pretty soon because if and you don't make yourself scarce, I reckon I'll have to kill you. <laughs> Imagine that. Me taking some stranger to where all the gold from Sacramento's stashed. <laughs> yeah, I'd be an idiot to do that. <laughs> so I can't take nobody to the secret lair, sir. No siree. Right. Uh, Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, first of all, uh, no, before that, Buttercup? Yeah, my mount.
3: <laughs> yes, but Buttercup. Good name for a mare, ain't it? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I just expected a man like you to have a horse named Thunder or Trigger or Diablo. Or Buttercup. Or... Buttercup. Now, secondly, back to my first point. Billy, I have bad medicine for you. You're all down but nine. Remember this? My wallet poster. Up on the trunk of every tree seven states wide. God dang it. What did you do this time? Train robbery. Yes, but what did you steal? I just said. No, you just said train robbery. Yeah, I stole a train. Criminy, you stole a train?
4: Uh, They're fine, ain't they? And pricey too, dang it. A steam train's worth a plum fortune. Okay, all right, but how did you manage to steal a train? Uh, First, you got a lift with the knees. (laughs) Just kidding. Had to build a railroad. You built a railroad? Uh, Some folks say robbing is a coffee boilers game, but I tell you, it's hard work. It's hard, honest work laying tracks. Well, maybe not so honest in my case, but the thing is, railroads ain't that well-guarded, you know? No? They run through deserts and plains, see? Areas where there ain't nary a soul. So what we done was lay a second set of tracks out there in the wilderness, and our tracks ran right onto a remote ranch that my gang had, uh, moved into. Uh Uh-huh. We diverted the railroad onto our tracks, and then we could just watch the train choo-choo itself right into our backyard. Huh. Then we dug up them tracks again, and ain't nobody none the wiser. All anybody knows is the train left Lil Rock on schedule, but no train ever arrived in Fort Smith. <laughs> nobody knowed where it ended up.
3: <laughs> right, um, so you were going to what? Sell the train on the black market? Yeah. Is there a black market for trains?
4: Uh, ain't found one yet. Still looking.
3: You interested? Uh, No, um... (laughs) It would be quite something to own a train, but I don't have anywhere to keep it. Or drive it, for that matter.
4: I got some tracks to go with it.
3: (laughs) Uh, very kind, but no thank you. Aww. But the plan must have failed, though.
4: Yeah, turns out a train is kind of hard to hide. I looked for some trees to cover it, but the ranch was in the middle of the desert. I put some canvas over the most train-looking bits of the train, but... Turns out a train just sitting there in your backyard is bound to get noticed after a while. Had to leave the ranch. Was going back to the lair, but... Danged if I wasn't recognized at the saloon in Lost Creek. Anyhow, I got a wiggle on, crisscrossing the country trying to shake him. Did you know that I got no friends in friendship and that they don't play fair at all down in fair play? And now here I am, flat on my belly in a covered wagon, not a dime to my name, unless I dig up that gold from the raid back in Sacramento.
3: Yes, and you need a way out. Boy, do I. Which is why I'm here. Yeah, about that. How'd you find me? Oh, the uh, the um, smoke signals. Oh, you saw them. H-U-P-L. Yes, I did see those. I was hoping
4: some old member of the gang would see him, but, uh, well. Then I find you instead. You said you're faking death? That's right. What the heck does that even mean? Do you roll around on the ground pretending to have a fit? Is it kind of like, uh, like in the theater?
3: No, 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 no. I, I don't fake my death. I fake Your death. I'm all higgledy-piggledy, son. I can see that, yes. Uh, No, listen, I I can make it look like you have died. Good. why? You see, if they think you're dead, they'll stop looking for you.
4: Right. (gasps) Right! Oh, Mm. heck, that's a plum (laughs) smart idea. Why didn't Bella think of that?
3: Well, because you're not one for finesse. And I am. Guess that's
4: true. So how does it work?
3: I suggest we do it now. Now? No time like the present. Do you have more dynamite? No, that was all of it. Damn. Well, in that case, why don't we utilize the geographical peculiarities of the area? Pardon? We'll dump you in the canyon. Dump me? Dump you, yes! Buttercup's baked! She rides a bit too close to the edge you topple in, horse, cart, and all, and get smashed beyond recognition once you hit the bottom. Ugh,
4: nasty. But
3: it's fake somehow? Yes, of course. I already have a replacement corpse in my saddlebags. It's not identical to you, but my friend is a master of prosthetics. And he's made a magnificent beard. Plus, the corpse was already half-eaten by vultures when we found it. So I think we're good. It even comes with real bullet holes. (laughs) Uh, I don't have any bullet holes. But you could have which would explain why you didn't steer your horse away from the canyon. About that. Yes? You're using this wagon. Oh, yes.
4: How do you figure to get the replacement corpse for Buttercup into your saddlebags? Must be an
3: awful big pair of them. Well, no. You see, Buttercup will actually have to fall into the canyon.
4: You ain't killing Buttercup. (laughs) No! No one kills my friend! Uh, uh, Billy! Billy! Say you won't kill her! Say it! Say it, you her. bastard! I won't kill Buttercup, I promise! Good. You better not. <coughs> oh, boy, you really are a brute. No one messes uh, with Billy's family
3: without Billy coming after him. Yes, alright. Um, The horse's family, of course. Well, um, new plan. Um, I guess the cart could have come loose from the horse and fallen in without it. Hm?
4: That's better. Okay, now that's figured, I gotta say. Billy likes
3: it. Good. Now, next on the agenda is your identity. What do you mean? Well, you can't be Billy Grit anymore.
4: Oh, your
3: plan is terrible. People are gonna recognize me. Well, not necessarily.
4: Oh, for sure. You keep saying everyone knows what I look like, me absquatchelating.
3: Now, that dog won't hunt. I see how you'd think so, but I have some more cards up my sleeve. Listen, remember I mentioned my friend who made the replacement corpse? Oh, he is a master surgeon. I've made a song about him. Want to hear it? Um... I reckon, He'll uh, be coming with a scalpel when he comes He'll be coming with a scalpel when he comes He'll be coming with a scalpel He'll be coming with a scalpel He'll be coming with a scalpel when he comes Right uh-huh. He'll be riding six white horses when he comes. He'll be riding six white horses when he comes. He'll be riding six white horses and his cart is full of corpses. He'll be riding six white horses when he comes.
4: Ha! Ha! <laughs> ah. Yeah, I'm a bit oh. skittish about some sawbones cutting me open.
3: No, well, well okay. Um, maybe we don't need to operate. Um... When did you start growing that beard? My twelfth birthday. <laughs> Top up my trough and call me a barn sour.
4: Twelve? Ain't cut it since. Eleven-year-old me was plum tired of shaving. Already been doing it for years, so figured I'd just up
3: and quit. <laughs> well, that makes our lives a whole lot easier. All you need to do is shave. I just gotta lose the beard? My friend Jack is going to give you the most luxurious shave you can imagine. Then I'll dress you up in your best bib and tucker. And I'll train you in speech and grammar till you sound like a true-bred flannel mouth. There'll be no more thunderation, mind you. You've got to sound like a tenderfoot and act it too. Listen, friend, you're uncorking a bronc, you know that? Well, I'll take my chances, if you're willing to trust me.
4: I'll look like a barber's cat. And I reckon I'll come off as a barber's clerk. No. You don't think you're barking at a
3: knot. Oh, Billy, quit beating the devil around the stump.
4: Well, I'm hardly in a position to higgle anyhow. Uh,
3: what'll I do for a living, though? Well, well, what do you want to do? Saloon keep, maybe? Or, oh, you like trains. How about a train driver? <gasps> Billy could be a train driver. Oh, no sure thing. Just say the word. A real, for real, real-life train driver. A for real, for real, real-life train driver. Billy wants to be a
4: train driver. Done. <laughs> oh, man. I'll be beating the road every day. This may be the best day of my life.
3: It's the last day of your life. And the first day of your new one.
4: Wait. Before I say yes, I want to know who I'm dealing with. I'm putting my life and death in your hands. But whose hands are
3: they? Well, I I told you my credentials.
4: Oh, yeah. You named Phoenix. Bully for you. But what is a limey with a choke strap doing in Phoenix in the first place, huh? I want your story. Are
3: you sure? I've been known to yarn the hours away, and some say my tales have too much mustard.
4: And no taradiddling. Did
3: I use that word right? Quite. Um, I promise it will be the truth, nothing but the truth, and maybe a white lie or two. What was that? No, nothing. Um, I was born in Marseille. Marseille, England? No, that would be Marseille,
4: France. You're French? I'm English. But born in France?
3: Yes. I'm the son of a diplomat. I grew up in France, then I studied at Cambridge. Cambridge, France. That would be Cambridge, England. Dang. Well, I'm a bit buffaloed so far. Yes, quite. Well, buck up. It gets worse. I went sailing, got shipwrecked in South America, spent ten years walking across the continent, and enjoyed the luxury of being completely off the grid. Met a soiled dove who wanted to be a Lady Pinkerton, helped her fake her death, discovered I was good at it, kept doing it, honed my skills, reappeared in Arizona, and here I am. I speak five languages, and I know all there is to know about classical literature. Oh, let my books be then the eloquence and dumb presages of my speaking breast. What's a
4: grid? Why do you keep speaking like that,
3: all old-timey-like? I can recite any Shakespeare play or sonnet off by heart. In fact, I make a point of doing so at least once an hour. Why? Because an hour without Shakespeare is not an hour worth living.
4: Well... I sure know how you feel, partner. If I go too long without a robbing or killing somebody, I go plumb loco.
3: Well, I suppose. Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. You know what? I trust you. You do? Yeah. Based on my abbreviated life story?
4: Nah, cause you ain't got the look. The look? In your eyes. Whenever I'm recruiting, I just look people in the eye and start talking about killing and robbing. Then I know right away if you're the one for the gang or not.
3: And I'm one for the gang?
4: I murdered my grandma in cold blood. <gasps> Why? See? You ain't got to look. I
3: didn't, by the way. I'm glad to know. It was self-defense. Right. uh Well, I, I, I kind of wish I knew your grandmother now. Well, we're all set then. Let's do this. Uh, One moment. We haven't discussed payment, remember?
4: Oh, yeah. You didn't want to train and you didn't want my coat, so I'm a bit stumped as to what to offer you. Your horse.
3: Buttercup? That's right. You can't keep anything from your former life. That's part of the deal.
4: Not even the only friend I have left.
3: I promise to take good care of her.
4: I mean, she's a good horse. She's gotten me out of more sticky situations than any other member of my gang. Is that the bedrock price? I'm afraid so. Alrighty. Guess my new trusty steed will be a steel
3: horse. Good. Wanna snort? We should seal the deal before we topple this wagon down the canyon. Uh, you got a slug or something? Yes, well, I, I mean, not whiskey, I'm afraid, but I do have somewhere in here, um... <clears throat> what is that doing in there?
4: Uh, gin? <clears throat> ginger and beer? What do you got in that pocket? Yeah,
3: Champagne. Champagne? Yes, I always carry a bottle. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. Oh. <laughs> it's been a bumpy ride. Curious how this has held
0: up. <laughs> oh! Oh!
3: <Okay. laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh. There, there
0: goes the canvas!
3: Oh. 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 it's raining right birds. Yes, quick, drink, drink.
4: Now <laughs> this is something. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm.
3: oh, yes, it is. So, um, what are we toast to? Um,
4: hmm? how about it the... Oh, duh! The... What
3: the Arrows? The engines. Why are we being attacked by the natives? Well.
4: Uh... Ah, May sold him some counterfeit totem poles. Oh,
1: Billy! Stay tuned for the epilogue, but first the credits. This episode was dedicated to Michael West and featured Alan Bergen as the interviewer Josh Rabino as Billy Grit, Julia C. Thorne as Alvina, Torgny G. Ondero as the Sheriff and Benjamin Noble as his deputy. The episode was written and directed by Einstein ulsperk Braga, with script consultancy by Pete Lutz, story and audio editing by Philip Thorne, with sound design by Adam Raymonda, music by Frederick Barden, production assistance by Marcia Partival and Graphic Design by Anders Pedersen. The Amelia Project is produced by Imploding Fictions. Thank you to all our Patrons, and a shout out to our super Patrons, that's Celeste, Joes, Heat312, Rodney, Dullegi, Jem Fidick, Alban Asant, Amelie & Allison, Stephanie Weitenhiller, Raphael, Eduardo, Vifas, Verastaki, Ashlyn Brand, Alison Throw, Patricia Bornwagner, Bryce Godmer, Cliff Heisinger, Michael West, Tom Putnam, Diana Birkenbritter, Tim McMacken, Blythe Varney, Parker Percy, Sophie H., Tali Aurora, Emre Cheby Posh Baby Rentals Florida, Lee and V. Hewardine, Mr. Squiggles, David Livingston, Tony Fisher, Tibby, Florian Byers, Courtney Mays Renson, Sunny D. Anomaly, Jackie B., and Boo. I wasn't trying to scare you, that's their name, Boo. Uh, Welcome, Boo. If you enjoy the show and would like others to find it, we would be really grateful if you could spread the word. You can do that by rating and leaving a review on your podcast app or sharing the show on social media. You can find us on social media on Tumblr, Twitter and Instagram. And you can find out more about the show and how to become a patron at ameliapodcast.com. And now, the epilogue.
0: Whoa! Whoa!
3: Champagne! Oh, don't give me that look. Fine, I'll have whiskey. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) Ah, This bug juice is real bumblebee whiskey. You can top me up. And top up my friend as well.
4: Thank you. Uh.
3: Ah. (coughs) So... How would you like to give him a clean shave? Uh, Since I saw that wanted poster, I have been dying (laughs) to. I thought as much. Well, he's on board. He told you where it is. Where what is? Oh, um, how are those burns healing? My burns are healing fine now. Did he tell you where it is? Where what is? You're not in too much pain? Arthur, I can live with the pain, but if you ever try to brand me again, you might not. How could I know you would spontaneously combust? It was a prank gone wrong. Nothing to get worked up about. Yes, yes, yes. Did Billy Grid tell you where the gold is? Hmm? What gold?
1: You are not funny. The gold from the Bonanza in Sacramento. Oh,
3: that gold. No, he didn't.
1: But that was the whole
3: point. Well, you weren't there. We have to get the information out of him. No need. I have already agreed payment with him. So what is he paying? We said the next disappearance had to be sufficiently gainful, since
1: the stocks and bonds were lost in the fire.
3: Oh, don't worry about that. We got... What? We got what? His horse. <laughs> his horse? <laughs> oh, 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 um, what? Uh, by the way, um, would you mind removing oh. some of these arrows?
1: Oh, why? You have a dozen arrows. In you,
3: they heard something awful.
1: (sighs) (sighs) The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
2: From the team behind the award winning best fiction horror podcast, Nightlight. A new audio drama that brings the southern folklore of true blood and the cosmic horror of Lovecraft country to your ears.
4: You don't hear that, do you?
2: Afflicted is a tale of hoodoo, a demonic book bound in human flesh, and natural disasters that are anything but natural.
1: Which grave did you get the dirt from? Which grave?
2: Afflicted, a horror thriller audio drama coming this Halloween thanks to our IndieGogo supporters. Subscribe now to get notified the moment the first episode drops. It's today.